This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, December the 6th, 2022, episode 412. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information in and around the video game industry. We throw a little bit of a common sense political twist in there as well. My name is Nick Craig. You can uh, check me out on social media at Nicholas M. Craig on Twitter. You can also visit my website and check out my uh, day job, the Wilmington's Morning News podcast at NickCraig.com. And of course, anything in relation to this program you'll find over at infectionpodcast.com joining me as he does each and every week from the uh, great state of idaho brian with an i aldrich hey brian hope you are doing well i am and hopefully you you are as well so if you want to find me you can find me at boise computer on twitter of course at brian aldrich on gab parlor getter truth social all of those uh if you want to go and find my blog it's biteoftech.com and as nick said if you go to our website infectionpodcast.com on there, you can join our Discord server. Perhaps there's a news story that you think we are going to miss, or maybe you have some information you think would be relevant to the show. Throw it in the news channel on there. Perhaps you want to play some ARC over the holiday uh, break. You can do that. We have 11 ARC servers going. And also we have uh, our um, Conan Exile server running. So that's something that uh, you're more than welcome to check out. Um, also, if you go to our uh, upper right, you got the Twitch and YouTube channels. Those are uh, those are available for uh, watching the show live and streaming after the fact. And of course, if you go to the lower right hand side, you can check out all the podcast forms. Those are recorded and then uploaded after, so you can't catch a live audio only version. But there are all those episodes on there. Uh, pick a particular one, and if it's on the podcast, that means that there's going to be show notes for that episode. I click on the episode, and you'll be able to view. Uh, an audio player, video player, and links for everything that we refer to throughout that live show. So you're more than welcome to uh, jump in there, check it out. And, uh, and if you want to support the show up top, we got the support option or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, sir, we do. And uh, I want to continue to thank everybody for their uh, continued support over the years here on the uh, on the show. All right, Brian. Well, uh, here we go. The kind of the lull between Dingo, Thanksgiving boom, and uh, Christmas. Uh, thank you to uh, Boise Computer. I see coming in with the hot sub. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Boise Computer. Great. Greatly appreciated. Yeah, perfect. Um, so uh, kind of in that weird lull now where you're not getting uh, there's obviously no new games coming out, at least no big yeah. ones coming out right now. So we've got a, a mix of uh, a mix of things. I did want to start with this story over uh, the the source isn't relevant. It is at Kotaku, but it's uh, GameStop and the headline as uh, you know, Kotaku doesn't really have any, uh, you know, just a tone deaf, really disingenuous kind of scummy headline. GameStop gets well, into the holiday spirit. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So GameStop gets into the holiday spirit with more layoffs. It's like, OK, so those here are people losing their jobs. Let's make a Let's make a joke about it to. You know, attack. Yeah, what attack capitalism? In the, let me just read this. In the in the spirit of Christmas, in the ruthless pursuit of meme stock shareholder value, GameStop carried out its latest round of layoffs on Monday ahead of its new earnings report. Now, that's how they that's how they describe I want, it. I want to in know the spirit what of Christmas. That's why there. that's why they fired the people's because it's Christmas. I'm surprised Kotaku even know, can say what Christmas is. Because it is a bigoted Christian holiday, Brian. That to me is pretty, uh, pretty. Well, yeah, 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I, I think it's odd that they still refer to it as a meme stock shareholder. About you know the the, the value of it. That's what they're trying to raise up. The meme well, stock. That was something that happened for a short period of time. Games that's pretty much leveled out, right? Yeah, it has. The, the it gains has. and the losses of all that. Now it's it's a company trying to stay relevant, trying to maintain its stock values so you can keep its door open so people have a place other than Walmart or Target to go and buy a controller or buy something for a, a, a console type device. Yeah. I think that they're still holding on to that and it just shows the bias. And I wish they would just label all of these as opinion. Because that's what drives me nuts is they, they throw all of this kind of leaving any type of journalism at the door when they throw in, for them, just meme type of things. Mm. And, very, and sarcasm. There's sarcasm all over the place, which to me then makes it an opinion piece because they don't, they're not going for fact. They're just going for, because it's not a meme stock anymore. It may have been in the past for a short period of time, but yeah, it's a normal company that you could go invest in and they just want to bash it. And to prove so. that that's the case, the first comment on here is by some jack wagon that's comment reads quote this is the quote capitalism eats itself phase of late stage capitalism brian prices go up wages go, go up purchasing goes up employment go down profit skyrockets and a bunch of rich dudes in suits think the only way they can capitalize on this huge expenditure and afford their five yachts is to fire people who make things and sell make more money so that's who they're writing this article for a bunch of well, what about all these other companies that don't do anything Am yeah, but that's Amazon's matter. Amazon's laying off thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, but we like Amazon. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there, there's been tons of companies lately that have been laying off Here tons of people. Brian, here's a hot take for you. Here's a really hot take. Hold on. The Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates over the last eight, six or eight months. Why have they been doing that? Yeah. To slow the economy. That is going to equal job losses. The, they raise interest rates to slow the economy. A slowing economy will include job losses and cuts. That is literally what they are trying to do to stop inflation. They want you to, and this is not a conspiracy, if you have less money, you can't spend as much, aka inflation comes down. That is literally the goal of raising interest rates and slowing down the economy. So this is, this is not a surprise or a shock, but for them, it's, it's unfathomable, I guess. Well, and that's the thing is, what, what's crazy, though, is that they're the ones that are their darlings, as you kind of pointed out. They don't mention a word about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and some of these biggest companies that supposedly are hand in hand with the left are laying off people like crazy. And the thing is, is we have a president who doesn't really care about the economy from his actions. Uh, you know, he, he, he makes excuses rather than trying to make solutions for it. And so I think that for them, Meta, Amazon, Netflix, Google, all laying off tens of thousands of people uh, for some of them and not a word. And those companies are not ones that embrace capitalism. They're the ones who claim that they embrace socialism, but then act in ways that embrace capitalism. And they're doing what a company does to stay afloat. They're laying people off. Um, Elon Musk realized oh, this company's not going to stay afloat and laid off half the staff of Twitter because it wasn't profitable. Yeah. You know, now it'll be profitable. It's just, this is the way that you keep these companies going. And the only reason these companies have gotten this big is because of capitalism. Why is Amazon as big as, as it is? Capitalism. Netflix, capitalism. Google, capitalism. Meta, 
capitalism. All these darlings are only that big because of capitalism. Because I promise you, socialism did not make them big companies that you recognize. Yeah, it's uh, it's just always always funny to look at some of these headlines and see how some of this stuff is uh, is is done and, uh, and and played out. And again, just a complete total disregard for people who are actually losing their jobs. Uh, you know, and 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 are gonna now have to scramble to find a job. What? Two two and a half weeks or three weeks before Christmas. Yeah, uh, pretty, Christmas. Pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty rich to uh, pretty rich to see that from uh, from them. Well, let's talk about capitalism here really quick from Kotaku once again, and here's where they love it. Uh, you know, they have an article about Amaranth. We talked about oh, yes, her in the last love. couple of weeks. Yes, I mean she's get she received a seventy thousand dollar donation in cash, private security, and from an anonymous donor. Also, uh, you know, they they talk about just tons of extra things that she's receiving constantly. Do you hear them knocking her? I, I very rarely do I ever see uh, Kotaku say a negative word about Amrath. And there's the perfect example of capitalism. Well, I mean, she's selling what she's got, right? But that's her form of capitalism. She, she has something that people want and she's off she, for money. She's in it, giving that in exchange. Oh my God. Capitalism. So I'm looking through I'm looking through the comments of this post and the same guy from the last post is commenting on this one saying depending on on how cuz some guy said hey I gave $20 to somebody once and the same jackass said quote depending on how rich you are it could literally be the same thing if you have $5000 in the bank then giving somebody $20 is the same as giving them $70000 if you have 17 million dollars in the bank expenses are relative as you go up in scale yeah. of wealth money increasingly just becomes more uh, more piles of green paper or a collective of random numbers you measure by how many commas are in it this guy is a jackass bazd b a z z d is the uh, commenter over here at uh, Kutaku and uh, some of these other phenomenal uh, media outlets. Yeah, these people are just stupid. Yeah. Now, I do agree yeah. to the idea that money does scale. There's no argument there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I don't... But I don't... Elon Musk giving 20-something percent of his income to taxes, uh, I promise you, Bazd is not giving 20-something percent of his income to tax. No, he's probably not paying taxes because like, it's, it's like 60% of the American public doesn't even pay. They don't even make the, enough money to pay taxes. So, so let's talk about, hey, let's, I, I know he's going to love this idea if, if that's according to him what should be. Flat tax. All right, Baz, you just pretty much explained what flat tax is. Uh, why aren't you being a proponent of that? <laughs> you, you, you said it should be a scale based on how much you make how much you have flat yeah. tax so 70 yeah. well how much you so, have so yeah it's, having that's what it is giving somebody $70,000 is okay if you have 70 million and there is some legitimacy to that if you have millions of dollars $20 is likely different to you than it is to you know, a regular middle class person for sure i'm not sure that the number scales to that extreme where you're talking about giving somebody I mean, he's $70,000 pretty much, he's, he's pretty much quoting the bible if you listen to him i mean jesus says you know a pence to to the widow is you know the same as as the rich guy giving a tithe. He pretty much just quoted the Bible to us, not wow. unintentionally, I'm sure. Well, I, oh, 100 unintentional. There's there's zero percent that Bazd is is is. Uh, is I mean, I, lo- I love that he's big, bringing biblical principles to this discussion of Amaranth, but this guy is bringing something that's in the Bible to us right now. Uh, you know, I appreciate it, Baz, for your uh, your your little bit of uh, wisdom from the Word of God. 
sitting in his gaming room, uh, I'm sure bringing bringing the, bringing the word of Jesus to uh, to the Kutaku comments. Yeah, real, really, fighting, real, fighting. Uh, yeah, uh, Brian. They do say that spiritual war- the same time. They do say that spiritual warfare is real, and obviously in this case uh, it is. He's fighting the good fight. So it thanks, is. Baz, yeah, for your for your uh, your phenomenal comments. You stupid moron. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can uh, we can move on from there. Let's uh, let's talk about this story, Brian. You and I have been pegging this out for years now. Discord. Yes. We were at PAX in 2017 when they had just launched their uh, game marketplace in which they were yep. going to sell games. They did sell games. They actually sold an exclusive. I don't remember the name of it. It was like a Friday the 13th game. We actually we interviewed the developers of it, um, mm-hmm. and it was in a school... A school setting, I believe, uh, with a killer and some some survivors. Yeah, I, and, I can remember um, the picture, but I can't quite remember. Yeah, what I, the name I, I can look it up after the story here. It's on our. It's, I think it's on our YouTube channel. Um, but uh, so they were they got into the game marketplace as Discord is a free service for you to chat and do things like that. You have to generate revenue. Last year and, the nightmare. Sorry, there we go. Perfect, Last year yes. the nightmare. That Last year the nightmare. That was a Discord exclusive game. They actually funded it. Uh, and part of that funding was that the game would be exclusively sold on Discord, and it was, and I still own a copy of it. I'm not sure if you can still play it through Discord, or presumably you can, um, but that didn't work out, so they they pushed that aside. Then they brought forward Discord Nitro uh, a couple of a uh, couple of years, a couple probably about a year or so after that, in which you can pay essentially a you know monthly subscription to Discord to get some additional stuff, larger file uploads, and uh, emotes and, and things like that all fine and dandy again all of this on the quest to uh generate revenue which is what you have to do as a free service well now discord server owners can get in on this with a what what is now being described by pc gamer as a patreon like subscription tier so yep. this is something that they had began testing nearly a year ago called premium memberships over at Discord, and it now has the name Server Subscriptions, which is something that you and I, again, have talked about for years and years now. So what will happen is if you are a Discord server owner and you are uh, an owner based in the United States and you are in good standing with Discord, uh, that's going to be a question, uh, you fill out their terms and all of that other stuff, you can bring up to three tiers of subscription to your discord server so instead of using patreon and giving them a patreon role through that you can now presumably do that stuff right through discord um you can up have up to three tiers per server and it gives you the option to uh to do that and you can even see on some servers um they they've even got the rewards right here this is one of the examples they have bella pocha or something like that i don't know who this is um, but you can see you get uh, exclusive monthly videos, uh, premium emotes for two ninety nine a month. You get early merch and community uh, drops and things like that for the second. That's four ninety nine, and then the the third tier is um, behind the scenes content and stuff like this, and a couple of additional emotes, and that is nine uh, nine bucks uh, a month there. So you can see all of the different things that you get access to from this system. This is a uh, this is a problem for Patre- for Patreon. Um, yeah, because this this could very well undercut them. Yes, big time. And I think also this one thing that this does is opens up to, for instance, 
let's say with our Arc server, uh, let's say the Arc server just had tons of people on it all the time because there are servers that run this type of a system where if you subscribe, you will get a certain, for instance, Rust. Rust does this a lot. You'll get a drop of gear or resources and things like that uh, to where you could have people subscribe to some tiered plan. And then at the beginning of their subscription, you give them, you know, what certain gear, whatever perks that you're, you're having them sign up for automatically with the subscription renewal. So this way, Discord takes care of the payment. And then you can create a plugin that then connects to your Arc server and gives their user um, resources. And you could automate yeah. the whole thing to where it just does it. And they take a 90%, you, you take home 90%, which is a very fair rate. So it's a 10% fee for the service. You That's, take home 90% of the fee. It's it's equal to um it's equal to to Patreon. It actually might be a little bit yeah. more than Patreon. Um that's but a good the profit 50 50 of a lot of other services it's much better because there's plenty of resources now that seem to take a 50/50 cut like Twitch. Agreed. Uh, you know has uh, done for so long. Falcon says it's a way better deal than Twitch. So Brian and I will take a look yeah. at this. We might roll our Twitch subscription. We will uh, maybe we'll add that as an option so that folks can uh, yeah. support directly through uh, through the Discord server as well. Um, so and not have to support Amazon because I know a lot of people have an issue with that. Yeah, so uh, a cool new feature, a way for Discord to generate revenue, which I think is great personally because it means the service will be able to remain free. Uh, I prefer not to pay for Discord, the service, the base service, um, if I don't have to. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I would, uh, but it gives me the option to support a channel, support a content creator, whatever, directly through that. And a huge shot across the bow here at Discord. Uh, YouTube yep. is ramping up their uh, all their different services now. They they have an actual subscribe yep. service that's more than just a free subscription to get the videos in your sub box. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Everybody's trying to get a piece of this pie, Brian, because for the longest time yep. it was PayPal. If you took donations online, you just had a PayPal donation page. Then Patreon and Indiegogo and some of these services came forward. And now Twitch is doing it. YouTube is doing it. Discord is doing it. Everybody has kind of uh, jumped in and, and grabbed a piece of the pie here. So pretty cool. We'll have uh, details on our uh, website over at infectionpodcast.com. All right. Um, I want to mention something here really quick from Ubisoft. And, you know, Amazon Luna, which is their what streaming type of service for video games that they have. Um, they are offering now for prime members, they can play Ubisoft PC games that they own for free. So that's one, you know, th there's been kind of a limited uptake on a lot of these services of doing the streaming, except for like a Xbox game pass where you get a whole bunch of games. Uh, Google didn't do so well because you had to buy the game beforehand for most of them. Well, if you have an Ubisoft game, Amazon Luna is going to let you, stream that now to a device for free so if you do have those i know a lot of people do have ubisoft but i assume you have to have it somehow owned in a way that uh amazon recognizes for instance if you purchased it through an amazon web store or something kind of like they used to do with music speaking of stadia i haven't had a chance to watch the video yet um but steve from gamers nexus i don't know if you saw this brian got his hands on a stadia dev kit um which could oh, be yeah. the first time we've seen any of the technology behind it i didn't have a chance to watch it um i'll uh i'll throw we'll throw it up in our uh, show notes you just go to steve's uh, gamers neck gamers nexuses gamers nexi 
You too. I don't know how you pluralize yeah. that. Uh, you go to Steve at Gamer Nexus's YouTube channel and uh, check that out. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see if we get to see some of the back end because unlike yeah. Game Pass and some of these other services where it's essentially just a Windows machine that's running these games, Stadia was its own platform. Developers had to build the game yeah. specifically for uh, Stadia. And that was a huge problem in terms of getting adoption is that now you're asking a private entity, a video game development company to invest into a platform um, that, you know, right away. That's a very hard thing for them for them to justify doing, essentially making a whole nother branch of your game just specifically for what turned out to be a very small user base. And honestly, just a huge failure of a service, unfortunately. Yeah, and, it's, and what'll be interesting to see is how universal the technology is that there is going to be on that device because it was supposed to be something that they were going to package and let people white label and yeah. use as a service. Uh, and so maybe there's some technology there that he could use and and not just be tied to something that, that Google Google was doing. Um, let's yeah, let's talk about Epic here really quick because yeah, there's something that big fans I think kind of ties. I think kind of tight. And my background here uh, is for the new Fortnite, which we'll talk in, That's uh, the new uh, in Fortnite? a minute about. Yes. Looks like a Halo game. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the new, that map. And we'll, we'll show. There's wow. a video that we'll show here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but let's talk about something that I ran across. You know, I've been perusing Kotaku lately it, just to get my blood pressure up a little bit. You, ha- you hate and yourself. I came, across, I came across them writing about this, uh, this artist that was, you know, so mad about being offered $3,000 to do a job for a, 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 an image, to do an illustration for Fortnite. And uh, according to this, the, they called it hilarious, the, the offer. And mm. what, here's what makes me frustrated, is rather than the artist looking at the size of the job and the amount of work going into it, they're saying, Fortnite makes billions of dollars a year. <sighs> I deserve more for doing a picture. So they offered him $3,000 to do an illustration, you know, with, with graphics using something with Fortnite so they can use it as a splash screen or whatever. And, uh, and they, they turned them down saying, you know, I, with you, uh, here, I'll read the tweet. I think it's hilarious that Fortnite, which earned $6 billion in revenue in 2021, asked me to do an entire illustration with all copyright for 3K. So, uh, and this is something where they you, there's plenty of people, and they show their response that they wrote in email to the person. Uh, you know, hi, thank you for responding so quickly. Okay, so with the budget given, it doesn't feel ethical, ethical. to take this project. Yeah, ethical. The time it would take for a WFH assignment, work for hire assignment, from such a high-earning game where I can't even sell prints would barely leave me with a living wage. That being said, taking this assignment doesn't sit well with me, and I hope the legal team will reconsider the contract and or budget for the well-being of their freelance artists. Thank you for th- so much for thinking of me, Deb. This is They didn't offer her a full-time job. They offered her a contract work. Yeah, a work for hire, just at one time. She just needed to make one image for the $3,000, which yeah. some people, that's uh, a month wage. So are you telling me that you would have worked uh, three or four to five, uh, 40 hour weeks to make this image. No, I mean, I don't know what her, what she considers her time worth. 
uh, let's say it took her a week to finish it. Uh, you know, is that a fair rate? A week's worth of work? Depends. For $3,000? I guess, you know, it depends what city you live in and whether you're not, but, they, you know, they're not caring about what city you're in. They're offering you what a going rate is because someone who lives in Ohio or Iowa probably would be willing to do this job for $3,000. I just love, and I, I, we obviously are not going to read this because it's like, it's just, it's the readings of a madman. Um, or, or the, them or they would i'm sure they have a pronoun um but they literally go into this in saying that three thousand dollars was too low but that they should have offered between 50 and a hundred thousand dollars brian for this job saying quote so a year's oh, wage for more than, brian the median salary for in the united states for a well, married yeah. family of four is like is like fifty eight thousand dollars or something like that. that's the median so they, this person was yeah. saying, even if, they, even Brian, even if they offered me a hundred thousand dollars to do some useless, meaningless in illustration, that would have only been point zero zero one sixth of the six billion dollars that Epic made. So they're saying yeah. Fortnite should be giving them a hundred thousand dollar rate for the illustrations. So let me ask you this: What the hell is the point of being a freelancer? Yeah, uh, and, if and you're expecting the a year's wage per contract. In the grand scheme of things, $3,000 is not a lot of, for a freelancer. How fucking tone deaf can you be? $3,000 is more than most people make in a month. $3,000 yeah. yep. is what? Uh, $42,000 a year or something like that? That is a very sustainable wage. Now, In most here places been- in the country. Let's say the the response that this person gave instead were to say, you know, be my notoriety in this realm and work that I've been able to do and been paid for and the client's been fully happy with is at a higher rate than this. So I would prefer that you would offer me something more competitive because I can turn around and get this rate, a better rate for similar work from many other places. And, you know, it's not going to be worth my time unless you give me a little more incentive. That would be something to say, not saying that $3,000 is insulting for anybody because there's plenty of people that will work for $3,000 to say, I feel like, uh, what people are willing to pay for my work is higher because I am known in the industry. That would be something to say. They don't come at all for anything like that. They're just saying, I don't know why I would do it work period for $3,000. The you know what the great thing about this whole situation is, Brian, and it's not just this this one; it's it's all of these situations, is that these people will eventually have nothing, because yeah. when you are a free, presumably now here's the thing: if this person is just jam packed and they're they're busting their ass twenty, uh, they're obviously not because they I just looked at he, her, him, they, them's Twitter, and all they do is tweet bullshit out all day, so they obviously don't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they're obviously not working; they're just tweeting all day. But eventually, there's you're not going to have anything, right? Because yeah. when you're a freelance worker, at least from my experience working in freelance, Brian, I know you did some kind of freelance stuff with your IT gig and the site. You take any job you can because that's what you do. Yep. Now, if somebody offers you $8 to do a day's worth of work, you're probably not going to do it. And for her vantage point or him's, him, they, them's, them's that vantage point, if they thought that $3,000 was a lowball offer, go negotiate with Epic, say, you know what? This is more like $4,500 worth of work or $6,000 worth of work. But to just come out and say that yeah. they owe me $100,000 for some 
probably useless piece of shit digital creation that this person would have made is just ridiculous and just completely misses the mark on everything. You can't be a freelancer and then just blow off every single, I mean, you can, you just blow off every single gig. I would love to see, and here's, I guarantee you this, this person, Brian, whoever they are has never worked in any sort, has never had a real job under any sort of medium to large business. Yeah. There's obviously no working? thought of how much $3,000 is in terms of value. And what, again, another complete and total slap in the face to everybody else. Yeah. And that's the thing is they wanted to have royalties or, or well, they wanted to have to where they retain the copyright. There's no way Epic is going to allow you to retain the copyright on an image they're going to use in their marketing. Why would they, Not la- why would they allow you to retain the copyright on something they're commissioning you for? Yeah. And they're paying you, telling you what they want. And paying you to make it. Yeah. To now, their for example, if you had already made a piece of art and they wanted to license it, that's one thing. But when they're having you create something, they are going to retain the license. It's no different than um, if Falcons bring up the music industry. If I commissioned an, a, a musician to compose music for my video game, whatever, I would own, I would presumably contract negotiation to own it. If I license a Nickelback song calling out the best band of all time, Nickelback is not going to give me the rights to their music, Brian. I'm going to pay them a license fee and they will continue to own the copyright. It's their song that I'm using. It's not their song that they made for me. This I don't know. I just don't understand yeah. this. I'm not even in well, this and space. Also, and it makes and, and, it, and I can immediately see that this is just lunacy. Well, what's odd is they didn't she didn't come back at them saying, you know, here's more of my going rate for doing this type of work. Of course. She just came, she came back with this, you're not giving a living wage and, you know, you, you need to reconsider because of, you know, think of your freelance artists, you know, who can't seem to survive off of $3,000 for one piece of work. Now, Brian, our good buddy Baz is back again commenting on this Kutaku article as well. I traced Oh, I cannot believe this. This guy's got like nothing left to do. This guy'd be a perfect freelancer. You he can just turn down like every Kotaku, job. Yeah. This one is a very this one is a very uh this one's a very light. Is this comment. one better? <laughs> this was only this comment was made less than an hour ago. It was a six uh six twelve PM Eastern. Fortnite has been taking the work of other artists and passing it off as their own for years, period. So that's what our buddy. Yeah, that's what, that's what work for hire is. That's the description. No, no, they're uh, literally saying. Is he talking think, about the dances? I'm not sure what he's saying, but in the case which of work for which hire, which are copyrightable. Correct. Uh, but in terms of work for hire or freelance, that is exactly what they do. They pay you to build something for them, and then mm-hmm. it is theirs. Yeah, they own the. They for example, Brian, they have Brian, if you hired a company to come and build a deck on the back of your house, you pay them yeah. twenty five thousand dollars to build a nice big deck on a huge deck on a yeah. rock hard solid deck on the back of your house. Okay. Yes. They build it for you. You paid for it. Do they own that mm-hmm. or do you own it? Yeah, I own it because I paid to have a I commissioned to have it done. Now, if I wanted oh. to rent out the space and split profits of people coming and borrowing my back deck, I could probably work that out with them. But you know, but so you're telling me, but but but, but you're telling me if for for this beautiful large deck that you are going to have built that it is mm-hmm. because you paid for it, it is yours. The company that you used has no stake in ownership in it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, it, yeah, and I'm a jerk because you know I'm I'm claiming the uh, the work of of all of these construction workers for Jesus years, Christ. you know, living in this home of mine and claiming it's my home. How can I say it's my home off the back and sweat 
of construction workers, you know, that have who were paid been to build for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, here you go. You know, Falcon's got a great idea unfair. for our audience. The rent a deck. It's a great <laughs> idea, Falcon. That's a phenomenal I'll build a idea. deck in your backyard, but every time you have someone come over, you have to pay me a fee. Or and and then you get access to use it every you you have access to use it whatever want. I want. So if you install a hot tub on the thing, I'm there. I, I just the I don't guys showing I, up on the back deck. This I, I, I'll say it again. This event this will work itself out because this these ideas only get put more and more radically and only get pushed further and further and further and eventually they come to a head where nobody will want to do any work for any amount of yeah. money and then these people will have nothing to do. Great example, the Bayonetta voice actress from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. She was offered what seemingly was a pretty fair amount of money for what, six or seven voice sessions that seemed to be what, yeah. according to the contract, two or four hours long each. And she turned down a yes. pretty large sum of money for that, which again is her right to do. So what did they do? Mm -hmm. they, fought, they, they hired somebody that would do it for that work. And they were shocked. You know, she thought she yeah. had them over a barrel because she was the voice before. Uh, yeah. No, obviously not in voice acting. Uh, they'll get someone who sounds reasonably close, and they'll pay them because that person is willing to work for that wage. Just like yeah. here, there's someone else that's going to come along and create a nice little background image, just like the one I have behind me, for $3,000. They will do it. Yeah, it's just it's just bizarre to me that, that this is seen as a um, that this is seen as a normal thing. I mean, it's just really, yeah. really bizarre to me that this is that this is the norm. This has become this has become conversation, Brian. Yeah, pretty remarkable. Yep, it's crazy. Then they'll keep moving. All right, you yeah. want to talk about Fortnite here for a minute? Because yeah, yeah, what you, yeah, what you got? The evil, awful uh, company, Epic. Let's talk about them. They're terrible. Hate them. Since people, people love people. Yeah, of course, all people love Epic. I mean, how could you not <laughs> like uh, Epic? Yeah, and, of course. So they've they've come out with a new update and a new season. But what's unique about this is it now incorporates all of those things that we've been showing off to you in Unreal Engine. So the new UE5, Unreal Engine 5, where it has the pretty much unlimited uh, poly count. Uh, you can put just super high resolution and it'll scale it down where visually it looks perfect. Uh, that is now in the game. It uses also the better shadowing and so Fortnite's the first major game to incorporate all of this, from what I from what I've read. Uh, but I figured maybe do you want to show? They have the launch trailer. I think it's like two minutes. Do you want to play that really quick? And it'll show some of the graphics. I think this is the battle pass maybe launch. Uh, but this is Chapter Four, Season One, and of course this is using the new UE5 technology, Luminary. Dude, Witcher. 
came out of Oh wow, look at the Witcher. I'm playing it safe now. I was just giving my all. I'm taking it there. Pretty extreme, pretty epic, as one would say. Oh yes, and so pull <laughs> up that tweet because there's some screenshots that someone took. Now this, these screenshots are not taken from PC running on crazy settings. These are screenshots from a console that somebody made. All right, hold on. Uh, getting them all open. So okay. there should be I think so, four yeah, images. Four, yeah, I just and, wanted to get them all open. All right, so what are we looking at here? So here you're looking at the lighting. Uh, first of all, you know, this is using the new lumen lighting and you can see that it does RTX and everything properly, you know, and that there's super high detail. So this is all doing the auto LODs, which is level of details. So it, as you get farther away, you don't see the chunks of, the, you know, the graphics looking worse, you know, visibly worse all of a sudden as it switches to the next LOD. This is now using that one where they just load the, the highest resolution version of everything that they want in it. And it'll auto scale and make it to where you visibly can't tell the difference, no matter how far away you are. So go ahead and go to the next one. Uh, uh, I think some of these they show more of like city views. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. City. I mean, mainly you're just seeing. Here we go. Like here, you can mm -hmm. see everything, high detail. All the shadows are correct. And this is in a game that very fast pace. All everything in here is destructible. And so yes. you know, it's not. It's not like they're pre-rendering all of these things on the fly it, it's being destroyed you know this is showing off some lumen now they have you can tell they need to raise some of their image qualities of what's in the background you know i'm, I'm sure they're going to now start swapping out some of those i mean that's not bad for bricks but you can see on the side of the bricks there's a little bit of uh low resolution here. from the yeah. bricks yeah a little distortion yeah, there that creates a problem though from a file size standpoint right because when the you start upgrading the mm -hmm. lod on on things like a brick um, you have yep. a game. You you turn into file size gets big. Yeah, Arc, where your yep. game is three hundred gigabytes to be able to install it and play. And that's going to be their biggest. Sword. That's going to be their biggest hold holdback is, and I think this is where technology is going to move with gaming is they've got to come up with super compression. I I think we're going to have to have some advancements, and I think this is where AI. I mean, people can call me crazy, but I think this is where AI is going to come into play where. Our AI is going to figure out ways to compress images better. Not the actually doing the compression, but AI is going to start searching for algorithms for super efficient image compression to be able to get things like this. Because how else are you going to play these games unless they're, as I've said before, streamed from the cloud where you have, they have yeah, a super huge installed base on the cloud. Yeah. It's either going to be we're going to have to go one of two ways. If they can't figure out a super compression that gives you the super high quality resolution that you want in a smaller file size, or they're going to have a giant game that is now like World of Warcraft as a service, and you're going to be streaming it because that's the only way you get it to look so nice. And I think that's going to be their segue. They're, they're going to have to offer something because it's becoming a giant world that they're now limited by file size. That's their only limitation is 
How much can they send to you over the internet? How much can a console hold, which is, you know, what a, a terabyte for most people is the max size that they they have on their console. Uh, th this is going to be their limitation. That's the only thing right now that's holding back Fortnite is the, the install size or else you would see those images all being super high resolution. If they were to swap those all out today, you would have a one terabyte install at probably at the minimum. Yeah, which is obviously not feasible. Not doable, yeah. Unless... And not reasonable. <laughs> not unless you get to the cloud. And, and, but if they move this to the cloud, have a version where it's super high quality and it, everything is happening in the cloud, then you can have it to where no matter how close you get to that bri brick, it looks real. Um, I think you're going to start seeing this with VR stuff. You know, why would you put VR stuff that you want to be able to hold up an object and inspect it? You know, anything in the world where, you know, have the, all this meta, um, metaverse type of thing that they keep pushing, you're going to want it to where for a world to seem realistic in VR, you want it to where I can walk up to anything, pick it up and look at it closely and hold it in front of me and turn it and not see anything that doesn't look realistic. The yeah. only way you're going to get that to happen in a very large world is to have it in the cloud where there is no limit to the file size. You know, everything is uploaded in the highest resolution doing technology like this. And you, you have to have a fast enough internet connection to where there's no buffering and it's all instant. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, some, some pretty, pretty impressive looking artwork. Uh, you know, even, you know, something as simple as a bedroom with the level of detail and the lighting and the shadows cast and all that stuff is, yep. is very, very impressive. Um, Let's see here. Taking a look at our clock here this uh, this evening, I want to talk about Microsoft for uh, for a few minutes as yeah. we approach the end of the show. Um, they have um, they released their annual harassment report, or their, excuse me, they've announced yeah. that they will be releasing their uh, harassment report after an audit. Uh, you know, there were some things brought against Bill Gates from um, you know years ago, and, and let me read this. It says the, the this is over at PC Gamer. The company experienced 721 harassment and discrimination complaints between 2019 and 2021. Now that sounds huge, and that is a large number. However, when you take a look at the number of employees at a company like Microsoft, according to estimates, they have nearly a quarter of a million people that yeah. work at Microsoft. The the this. Uh, stat statusha claims they have 221,000 full-time employees. So they nearly employ a quarter of a million people. 700 yeah, so and eight less than 800 complaints over a three-year period of time, a two-year period of time in yep. for a company that has a quarter of a million people is probably on par, Brian, and normal for this company. That does number does not yep. seem extremely high. Yeah, 2019, they had over 144,000. 2020, 163,000. 2021, 181,000. 2022, 221,000 employees. So there you go. So Percentage-wise, that is very low. It doesn't seem uh, hot. You know, that should, yeah, uh, you know, and that's just complaints. And that doesn't mean that the whole company is rotten. That means that an employee felt like they were harassed or that there was some discrimination put upon them, uh, you know, during that, during those sometime in those years. Uh, and so this is something that doesn't seem way out of line. I'm sure at Amazon, uh, I mean, 
just look at Bezos. He had complaints against him personally uh, for things that he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, that you know, this is something where, and now there, you know, there is the worry because Bill Gates, of course, you know, being on the Epstein flight log 20, what, 20 something times, 29 times or something like yeah. that. And then it recently being announced that they're going to be releasing the the logs and some of the information about the people that uh, are in, in all those files. Well, you know, I'm sure that that doesn't help. And you know, they're, they're kind of framing it as this is a response to that. They put this out every year. Or, or don't they, haven't they put this out in the past? I don't know if I think now they they're pledging it to be annual. Yeah. So, I just know they put this out in the past. I don't, maybe now they're saying we'll do it annually and make it public for people to see. So assuming that you had an equal percentage of claims each year, that would be 361 claims a year at 221,000 people. That's a... That percentage-wise, in terms of employees, that's 0.16 percent. Yeah. So that's that's very. Of low. your employees have complaints. You're talking about less than 0.1, point, point less than 0.2 percent. That number does yeah, not. That does, feel like that does not seem high. Does not seem like a high rate. So no, not at all. It's, well, especially it's not, it's, in it today's even culture, seem high. where people it's, will. If, if you call them the wrong pronoun, they feel like that's being you know discriminated well, against. And that's exactly the thing. These are reported issues. These are not ones that turned out to be true. These are not ones that turned out to be yeah. accurate. These are just reports to HR departments, which yeah. can mean anything. And I could I could get in a fight with somebody at work and then contact HR and try and get them you know fired for it because I'm pissed off. That doesn't mean it's a valid. Well, and Microsoft has been a target. It of course, Microsoft they have been. been a target. A lot of these organizations with. All of the the acquisitions and and you know the unions trying to form under this, Activision Blizzard, you know they they had unions coming at them and all of all of the the marches and walkouts and everything. Bethesda, they just um, Bethesda QA workers are forming a union now. You know this is something that's coming out. I one thing I did point out weeks and weeks ago, it seems to only be QAs. That, that keep doing this, the, you know, the, the quality assurance testing, which Microsoft's going to eventually make that AI based and, and there's not going to be very many people having those jobs. So, you know, they're going to unionize themselves right out to not having a QA department. and It'll be purely AI doing the work. Hmm. Uh, so let's talk really quickly. Do, do you want to hear which sub company we talk about here first? Because we've got a couple of different yeah, I, I want to start with Activision Blizzard. If you'll just give me a minute okay. here, I want to just read through an article. This is by Brad Smith, who is an employee of uh, Microsoft. He is the vice chairman um, and has is a huge player over at, over at Microsoft. Um, and he wrote an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal. I just want to it's it's pretty short. I'm just going to read through it here. And it's about their acquisition of Blizz, uh, uh, Activision Blizzard merging into Microsoft. And the, the headline is Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition is good for gamers. Again, this is a Microsoft employee vice chairman writing this. So take that for what it's worth. But I want to read through At least they it. labeled his opinion on this one. Yeah, and this is something like that the talk. Washington, uh, the Was Wall Street Journal does and and it's very clear what it is so i want to read through this brian and then and then get your thoughts on it, it says the federal trade commission recently uh, the federal trade commission reportedly plans to sue microsoft to stop our proposed acquisition of activision blizzard this would be a huge mistake it would hurt competition consumers and thousands of game developers microsoft faces huge challenges in the gaming industry our xbox remains in third place in console gaming 
stuck behind Sony's dominant PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. Interesting. We have no meaningful presence in the mobile gaming industry. This segment of gaming generates the most revenue and is the fastest growing, but a significant portion of that revenue goes to Google and Apple through their app stores. Acquiring Activision Blizzard would enable Microsoft to compete against these companies through innovation that would benefit consumers. While modern consumers can stream videos or music on multiple devices on low-cost subscription plans, many games can often only be individually purchased or downloaded onto one device. Microsoft wants to change that by offering consumers the option to subscribe to a cloud gaming service that will let them stream a variety of games on multiple devices for one reasonable fee. It would also benefit developers by allowing them to reach a much broader audience. To get subscribers to the service, Microsoft needs a full library of popular games, and as things stand, we simply do not have enough, and that is why the acquisition comes in. Activision Blizzard comes with popular mobile PC and console games, including Candy Crush, World of Warcraft, and Call of Duty. Sony has emerged as its loudest objector, as uh, it's as excited about this deal as Blockbuster was about the rise of Netflix. The main supposed uh, potential um, anti-competitive risk Sony raises is that Microsoft would stop making, quote, Call of Duty available on PlayStation, but that would be economically irrational. A vital part of Activision Blizzard's Call of Duty revenue comes from PlayStation game sales. And given the popularity of cross-platform play, it would also be disastrous to Call of Duty, the Call of Duty franchise, and Xbox itself, alienating millions of gamers. That's why we've offered Sony a 10-year contract to make each new Call of Duty release available on PlayStation the same day that it comes to Xbox. We're open to providing the same commitment to other platforms and making it legally enforceable by regulators in the United States, UK, and European Union. Microsoft made similar commitments to the European Union Commission when it acquired LinkedIn in 2016, ensuring access to key technologies for competing services. Now, there's a, you know, a couple more paragraphs there, but I'm not going to get into those. Some great points made by uh, yeah. Brad Smith here. Uh, he's right about Game Pass. Um, you know, he's, he's right about the consumers can do that with video and, and audio, and it's more expensive with gaming. Again, beating home the fact that they are not going to rip Call of Duty out of PlayStation's hands. Um, but what I found, well, I found two things very interesting. The first, Brian, was that they note that, hey, we are not the console behemoth that everybody makes us out to be. We're in third place, which is in last place. There's only three consoles, the Switch, the PlayStation, yeah. and the Xbox. There's nothing else. So that's pretty, That's I think that's pretty interesting to note. And one thing Microsoft has said recently is that they feel that the uh, the exclusives that Sony has are better than the exclusive the exclusives that Microsoft has. Uh, you know, but the thing is, Microsoft doesn't always make things exclusive. They, you know, they don't make Call of Duty some of their biggest games. They don't make exclusive. Uh, Sony's the one that's been more pushing this exclusivity and not allowing things until recently release onto any other console or, or, or platform. Well, and I think that's all, that's because of them seemingly acting like they're in last place when, when they're not. I caught this was, an, this was an interesting part of this as well, Brian, and I want to bring this forward. It says, uh, you know, the, the, rain, the main thing that Sony brings forward is that Microsoft would stop making Call of Duty available on PlayStation, but that would be economically irrational. 
And at the end of the day, this is a business. Activision Blizzard is a business. The same way that Microsoft and Xbox are businesses and Bethesda is a business and everybody else. And you'd be talking about, as Brad Smith notes, cutting out literally millions of players from the platform for seemingly no good reason but to get a you know a W against um Sony it just doesn't it's not even it's not even a va- it's not even a valid argument in my book it just doesn't, well, it just and doesn't I think even Microsoft make sense. Microsoft is pushing to be more of a publisher than they are trying to be a console hardware manufacturer because we've seen from reports for years and years and years hardware is not making money it's it's losing money creating hardware and we have an article later about you know that that puck that they're wanting to make the streaming puck that they they've put that on hold because it costs too much to make they're not they wouldn't make you know it, it's too expensive right now to make that uh, and so for them getting software and and games that they publish by whatever means possible and here I think they just they have pushed towards subscription services they want to have something that's like a Netflix app for streaming to your device, be the method regardless of what your device is. It can be a, you know, if they have a PSP, but a Switch, um, you know, whatever mobile devices that maybe Sony wants to make, they can then put that subscription on there. And what Sony should do is then negotiate, well, we'd like to have a percentage cut of whatever subscriptions, you know, but the thing is that's a tough thing to enforce because you can play it on anything. It's like on Netflix. You know, if someone wants a percentage cut, well, we, we're not limited to playing um, videos on your device, right? They can play it on anything. It's, it's kind of, we're kind of in a weird area where it's difficult because they can't really hold them to anything. They can't say, well, if they're going to stream it on a Switch, you know, you need to give us 10%. Well, they, you can only give 10% out so many times, different yeah. device, device manufacturers, right? Before you're out of money. And so, you know, if, if these people want to be relevant, work out to where, okay, make it to where our deal is better than your deal. And I don't think Sony has anything to offer when it comes to that. They don't have anything that competes. And that's the problem. Sony's never not been trying to compete for many years. They're, all of the things that they've offered have been trash. This, the, the PS Now, um, the PS Plus does not compete with the Game Pass in any way. Yeah, There's correct. just no comparison. And that's, is that Microsoft's fault? I mean, do we need to force us to keep a blockbuster open just because that'd be fair? If something's a bad business practice, you have to let them fail. And that's what they're pissed off about is they can't offer or they're unwilling to offer just like Nintendo in many ways. Nintendo has a lot of ways that they could make money um, th- through games on mobile. But look at what they released for my, like Mario on mobile. They <laughs> don't try to side compete. Scroller. They they. Side scroller where you just jump for coins that has nothing to do with Mario, <laughs> right? You know, is that yeah. their? Is it everyone else's fault that Microsoft doesn't try to compete? Well, we can't compete in the mobile market. Yeah, you haven't tried. Everything you put out is is not even relevant. Like that's the thing is, come to the ground competing, put something out there that's actually competition, and just make sure that you have a level playing field because everybody has a level playing field, but they're not coming to try to win. PlayStation isn't just like Nintendo doesn't try to win outside of the Switch. Yeah. You know, it's it's their choice to do that. Quit punishing everyone else. Say, well, you can't do this because we wouldn't be able to compete. You're choosing not to compete by what you do on a daily basis with your products. 
and that's my problem. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll see. Um, another thing is, you know, Activision Blizzard is seeing another. You know, they've gotten a second QA department. I think it was the the Blizzard the QA workers from Blizzard Albany. Uh, voted to unionize their department on Friday with 14 votes for and none against. So this is 14 wow. people. Wow. Uh, you know, out of eight, 18 that work there, Holy you know, smokes. have created a union. You know, GWA Albany says, we won. Well, you guys are just about working yourselves right out of a job because we you did know, it, Patrick. Those we 14 saved the people, city. <laughs> those 14 people or 18 people, you know, all together, you know, the four people that, that have abstained now are going to be out of a job because they'll be like oh we can do the work of a hundred people you know with one uh ai but you know here we go your office is gone um that's going to be the problem is have ai do 90 percent, and then of course the consumer does the, the remaining 10 percent of qa nowadays uh these guys are make going to make themselves irrelevant and with the demands they're going to start putting down of you have to do this for us you're a qa worker they used to people used to do that job for free you know just so they could get early access to the game people volunteer for that job and you guys are creating unions you guys are just going to kill yourselves so it's kind of sad but that's what they're doing Um, no it's not sad no 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 no, not sad at all completely completely uh, completely expected this well play stupid games win stupid prizes brian and you got the same thing with Bethesda. You know, today, a majority of QA workers at Zenimax are proud to announce the launch of our union with CWA uh, Union. We are now the first group of workers at Microsoft to formally, formally unionize. We are empowered to advocate for ourselves and build a future where we can thrive alongside the company. They're QA workers. Many companies hire that out. Of course, you know, that didn't work out so well for Cyberpunk. But no, this is not. something that they usually hire out. They're they're working. They're they're negotiating themselves out of jobs, yet they don't see it. They think they're fighting for, you know, a good common socialistic whatever. But they're going to lose their jobs. They're virtue signaling. This is this is post. This is the postmodern society. You are virtue signaling to a point in which you will lose your job. And it's no different than that freelancer that we talked about earlier. It's the same thing. Ah, my work is worth, my drawing is worth $100,000. Well, guess what? At $100,000, you will never have a job again. Nobody is ever going to pay you $100,000 for a single piece of artwork that takes you maybe a week or two or three to do. It is that time. There's, There's no equation there where that amount of money makes sense for what you're providing. Well, and my issue is, let's say in the restaurant business, this is the equivalent of the McDonald's workers unionizing. What? How is how is McDonald's going to react to this? They're going to automate and make the touch screens and the conveyor belts and everything to where there's one person managing all the equipment. How are you going yeah. to uni- unionize with one person? <laughs> you're, wor- you're, you're unionizing yourself out of a job. QA workers are the McDonald's of the game development industry. They are the low, the, the lowest tech, uh, you know, uh, worker skill rung of that ladder. And they're the ones all unionizing. Like, have it be where the, the developers that are actually needed to create games are the ones unionizing, but you don't see a word from them because they're all happy with what they're getting. And these guys who are the McDonald's workers are like, we deserve more. Well, 
then learn how to do something other than QA where you just check boxes and fill out reports. Learn to do something relevant in the job and then you'll have something to negotiate with. But, oh, guess what? By then, you'll be getting paid more to where you'll be like, oh, I like this. And you'll keep doing it and you won't worry about all this. It's only because you're working at McDonald's that you're like, I don't get paid enough. Well, <laughs> Nick, Nick pulls up. McDonald's opens U.S. first small format location that optimized for delivery and mobile orders. You, you there's nothing in it. Pre-order. There's, there's literally key There's no people. Yeah, there's the only people are the people literally doing the food. There's you, there's no you order on a kiosk and they bring your food out. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I saw and that this what week. Q, Q, QA is going to become that. You're going to have it to where this QA jobs because this seems to be the group that all of these these SJWs can get rallied behind their cause and get them all marching for you know women's abortion rights uh, <laughs> for some reason. It being QA testers for video games. They're going to march themselves right out of the office and not have a key to get back in. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good analogy. So, I like that. <laughs> now, Star, let's talk something else unrelated with that. Starfield is going to be $70, you know, because they're starting, Microsoft is following suit with a lot of these other uh, platforms where mm-hmm. $70 is now the base price with 23 23 going forward. Correct. Now, of course, Microsoft has... Uh, I think this is going to be a part of the game pass to where that just makes the game pass seem like a better deal. You know, we'll see if they, if they were game pass price a little bit and say justification is price of games are going up. Um, but you know, this, this is going to be something where that new game is going to be $70. Well, deliver me a game that feels like it's worth that and people will pay it. it you know, it's not like we expect $30 games. This isn't indie that they're making. You know, Starfield is supposed to be a giant game with a lot in it, uh, but it's also going to make it to where people are willing to justify the the Xbox Game Pass all the same because, you know, I'm getting this included. That practically pays for, you know, how many months of my Game Pass? Just the fact that I have this game, and that's going to be the justification. More and more people are going to be signing. These raises in the prices are going to just push more and more people, I think, to the Game Pass type of model. Yeah, and it's not just Microsoft doing this. Uh, I just no. paid $70 for the new Call of Duty, which is still a separate ent- entity. Activision Blizzard is not officially owned by Microsoft. They have no decision-making ability. That was announced uh, you know, months yep. and months prior to this to this acquisition. So, yeah, this is the, uh, this is the new trend. It's unfortunate. Um, I, I'm not sure how much higher it goes, um, but this is the reality if you're wanting to play the new AAA title. I mean, I wish there was a solution to it, Brian, but it, yeah. th- there's just not. This is what the developers can charge, and this is what people will pay. I will pay $70 if I want to play Starfield. I will pay $70 if I want to play the new Call of Duty. It's I will pay it, so yeah. they will sell it to me at that cost. It's, it is what it is. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit, because we were talking uh, earlier mobile, you know, and that's what Microsoft is kind of pushing. Bill Spencer says that Keystone, which was that gaming puck right the the, mm-hmm. the consoleless game streaming device that they put that on ice because it was more expensive than they wanted it to be and i have a I'm feeling sure that that is partially because of the supply chain issues the uh the inflation that we're seeing right now i bet you when we have i don't know, maybe it'll take a change in leadership or president or whatever it is once we start bringing the economy back to something that's competitive uh this will be something that will probably happen again um, he said, it's, he said it, it would be around $129, $99 for that uh, makes sense. 
So, you know, it was pretty much $30 more than they wanted, which is, you know, 30-ish percent. Yeah. Uh, they want something that they can sell for $100 to, to make it to where, because if it's only, you know, within $130 or $180 of the Xbox Series S, that wasn't enough of a difference for them. No. You know, no, why it, not get a more higher power thing that can also play games if you're going to be doing that and then use it for a streaming device as well? Well, and they even talk about, and I watched a video this week of uh, Linus Tech Tips did his uh, review of the uh, G Cloud from Logitech and talked about some of, and if you haven't had a chance to watch that, i check it out. It, they, they pitched it originally as a sponsored uh, review and he turned them down because of, of how we wanted to do it. And, um, you know, the, yeah. the root cause, the, 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 it ended with, this is just too expensive for what it is. But unfortunately, this is what it costs to build a device like this. There's really no, yeah. it, it costs $200 to build it. Or was it 299 for the G cloud or 199, whatever it is. Yeah. It's too much. It 299. So you just, but that's what it costs to build a device like that. Like that is just literally right now, what the yeah. components and everything cost. And unlike Microsoft or Apple or some of these other companies where they can build it and make no profit on it, essentially, maybe even lose to sell a subscription service. Logitech doesn't have that because they're not selling a service. It's literally just the device. Yeah, they're selling you hardware that then you're using with other things. Other, right? other and things. You don't want to start paying a Logitech subscription just to be able to use your device. <laughs> you know, that That doesn't make sense. Yeah, so this is this is always the battle is how cheaply can you make something uh, where it makes sense. Microsoft is going to have this device will have to be ninety nine dollars. It cannot be any more. And I think maybe in a couple of years it, it very likely will be. Now the the other side of this is look at what has happened with Amazon. They're they're going to lose what ten billion dollars on their Amazon uh, Echoes and all that. The Alexa service mm -hmm. is losing what ten billion dollars I think this year. Um, uh, I'm not sure that, yeah, I think, I think the report was just $10 billion that they're losing this year. Uh, and that th they practically gave those devices away. Uh, you know, you have to make some money to cover your costs. You can't just keep on giving it away because obviously they're not making it back on the end. They figured they put all those devices out there and they'd figure out a way to make money with everybody using it. No, they're losing billions of dollars over at Amazon using those things. So, uh, Microsoft wants to put out something to where it's kind of a break even so that they then make money on the subscription that you've already purchased and you're using through one of their other devices. Yeah. And I think they will get there. I think that once the supply chain things start to level out, the, the inflation starts to level out, people quit not working because of COVID and whatever else is happening in China. I think at that point we'll start to see, uh, devices get to where the, they could probably make this for $99, get it out there and have a lot of people playing without a, a big hardware device. You know, yep. it does make sense. Or they'll open up their app and whatever you use to stream your TV and Netflix and all that will then include this and that may be the alternative route around it. Yep, and then sell their subscription service and, uh, and we're off to the races. Yep. So Very good. Is there anything else you wanted to cover before? No, sir. I think, I think we are good to go. All right. Well, hey, if you want to find me and get me at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor, Getter Truth Social, or Boise Computer on Twitter, you want to check out my blog, biteoftech.com. Uh, but most importantly, go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. And on the upper right-hand side, if you click join our server on Discord, perhaps there's a topic you think we need to cover. Toss, toss a link to that in the news channel. 
and we'll review that before the live show starts. And that way, uh, if, if it's a video or it's an article, whatever it is, put it in there. We'll take a look at it. And if it's relevant to the upcoming show, we'll, we'll include it in that. If you want to watch the Oh, actually, one thing else on that is we do have all of our ARC servers going right now. We have 11 ARC servers, a Conan Exile server. So if you're wanting to participate in those, make sure you jump in uh, because we've got them all up and running and, and maybe you have some free time over the holiday. If you want to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube. If you're going to be listening, uh, that's not live, but we do record it and upload it right after the show is done. And that's the lower hand side. There's a lot of different platforms and devices that you can listen to us on. If you are going to be listening, that means that the episode show notes for the, that week are uploaded, and you can click on that, and there's a video and audio player included, and then links for videos and everything that we've shown throughout, this, throughout the episode. If you're maybe wanting to see that Fortnite trailer that we showed with the uh, new Unreal Engine 5 technology, it'll all be there in a link, and it'll help uh, enhance your listening experience. If you want to support the show, you can do that through up top in the menu, support, or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, you could do that. And uh, Brian, thank you much. Uh, thank you very much as always for uh, everything that you do. Thank Thanks you. to all of our uh, supporters. And we will be back next uh, Tuesday. A uh, quick note to our uh, to our listeners: we're going to be recording our uh, Christmas episode in the next couple of weeks. So if there is a uh, and last year we did our topic on um, uh, crypto, uh, not uh, not crypto, blockchain and gaming, and that was our topic last year. Um, we're, we want to do something not similar this year to that same topic, but a similar style of show this year. So if there's something that you want Brian and I to take a deeper dive into, we'll be recording that over the next couple of weeks and uh, would love to hear if there's a specific topic that you uh, want us to look at. Uh, hit us up in the yep. Discord server with that, or you could send us a tweet on Twitter at InfectionCast and uh, let us know what you'd want us to cover. Brian, thanks as always. We will see you next week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it. If you want to check out some of my uh, antics, you can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. You can check out my uh, daily uh, job by uh, downloading and subscribing to the Wilmington's Morning News podcast. Details at NickCraig.com. That's going to do it for another episode of Infection Podcast. If you missed any portion of the show, head on over to our website. Check out our show notes at InfectionPodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.